Did you know that there can be purpose in your pain? What? What does it mean to live a life forward on mission? Can we actually use our pain to move forward into a bright future? Yes, we can. I'm going to teach you today to look at your past with a new perspective and begin to experience joy and peace in your future. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, this is Jeannie Smith. Welcome back to the show. Well, I want to open up today with Ephesians 2.8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. There are so many gifts that the Lord wants to give you because there's so much pain and brokenness in this world. And some pain we find ourselves living in may be from our own choices and some comes from sources completely out of our control. But here is what I know. There is only one way to healing. Our circumstances and stories may differ, but there is only one God, one Savior who heals us all, and His name is Jesus, and by His stripes we are healed. Listen, I believe God is coming after you. Jesus is coming after you with relentless love to heal and restore you. You know, the woman at the well in John 4, He went to her. He went out of His way to be with her and to sit with her and to speak to her. He had a gift for her, the Word of God, the Spirit of truth. He had good news for her. You know what? He's doing the same to you. He is coming out of His way to be with you. And He reaches out to us in so many different ways, right? He knows exactly how you need to hear from Him. He knows exactly how you will position yourself to listen to Him. He knows exactly how to reach you. And He can visit us through a book, a scripture, a mentor, a prayer, worship, a great sermon, maybe outside while you're walking around in nature. He can speak to you through the beautiful creation of the world, through lyrics, or even maybe a simple phone call from a friend. And in this particular moment, I believe that he is reaching out to you now, maybe even through this podcast. So this is meant to be a message of healing and hope for you today to take those things from our life, the things that's been meant to cause harm, and to use them for God's glory, to find purpose in them, to find purpose in the pain. That's what we've titled this today. So I want to read Genesis 50, 20 to you. Now, this is about the story of Joseph, and here's what it says. But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many lives. So what does that mean? Let's talk about that for a moment. Friends, life is a vapor. One minute we are here and the next we are not. One minute we're high, living the fulfillment and joy of life, and then troubles and trials come, pain comes, and then we are not. We're living in a dark valley. I know all this too well. I've experienced a lot of pain and loss and grief in my life. I know what it's like to 
not have a father growing up. I know what it's like to experience a broken home. I know what it's like to experience loneliness, abortion, depression, infertility, suicidal thoughts, financial hardships, marital conflicts, struggles of a blended family. I know what it's like to experience rejection and betrayal. And that's just a few of the several things that I've experienced in my life. But maybe you can relate with some of these things. And I can tell you that through it all, without knowing our identity, our truth, our significance in Christ, we will not make it. But if we have the right tools, then we will absolutely emerge as champions over anything that the enemy throws at us. Oh yes, he meant to destroy you, just like Genesis 50, 20 says. But God will bring good of it. He tells us he will bring good out of the things, the muck and mess in our life. Romans 8, 28 says, He works all things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So the things that happen to us in this life, God never meant for them to happen. He's a good God, but we live in a fallen world. But what he does promise is, hey, I will bring good out of them if you will trust me, if you believe. Now, there's a word for you, believe. We must believe in the goodness of God. We must believe that his word is true. We must believe that he will bring his purposes to pass. We must believe. We either believe that he's good and he can do something about it, or we we don't believe. And as a Christian, we can still have, we can believe in Jesus that he rose from the dead and he sits at the right hand of the Father. We can believe that and that he's the son of God. We can believe in him for our savior. But as a Christian, we can still have an unbelieving heart. For example, with my abortion experience, I didn't believe that God could do something with my pain. So what is it that God is, you know, nudging at your heart to believe in him for today? Do you believe that God can do something with your pain? Well, friends, he absolutely can. And he's just saying, trust me, just give it to me and trust me with it. So there are three pillars to my ministry, foundational things with me, God has shown me for me personally that has evolved into my ministry realms. And I want to share them with you today because I want you to take these three things and apply them to your life. You ready? Okay, here we go. Number one, relational evangelism. We have to have a relationship with Christ. It's our only hope. It is the message of healing and hope. So there's a picture of the cross here. We see this vertical relationship with us in Christ. And then we see the horizontal picture of that, the horizontal picture of the cross. Once we have an understanding of who we are in Christ and the love that he has for us, this relational evangelism, because it's really just about that. First and foremost, we have to understand it's about his love relationship with us. Just like with Moses, we talked about that in the obedience series. So understanding this love relationship between us and our King Jesus, and then being able to extend that out to others. That's how we impact the world, is we take that relational evangelism, the heart, the love of God, and we extend it out to others. Okay, and then we moved into the second pillar, which is whole healing, understanding that he came and died so that we could experience emotional, physical, and spiritual healing. Now, that's going to be perfected when we enter into the kingdom, but we can also still experience that here on earth. He has healing for us here on earth that we can grab a hold of and apply to our life each and every day. And then number three is spiritual legacy. Now, when we think about the word legacy, some people want to think about, you know, um, money. But I'm 
not talking about money here because money will fade away. Money does not enter into the kingdom of God. No, I'm talking about a spiritual legacy. I'm talking about what do we do with what God has done in our life? How can we pay it forward? Have you know, be forward on mission. How can we take this thing in our life that was meant to harm us and allow God to bring it, allow it to evolve into good and then pay it forward so that it can impact all the other people around us? I'm talking about your story, friends. Your testimony becomes your spiritual legacy. So here we are. The three things again is relational evangelism, whole healing, and spiritual legacy. So you're going to take that relationship. You're going to Learn to apply it to your life, experience whole healing, and then you're going to pay it forward through spiritual legacy. Now, this is something for all of us, friends. I want you to take these three things and apply them to your life. What do they look like for you? Because let me tell you something, your suffering is not for nothing. Out of suffering, we see and experience and live through transformation. Transformation, true transformation doesn't happen apart from suffering. And so then we can begin to see that suffering can actually become a gift. What? Yes, it can. Suffering can actually become a gift. They say that time heals all wounds. But friends, it's not true. Only Jesus heals your wounds. You know, I want to share this with you. The weekend that my podcast was supposed to launch, I had worked so hard and I had shared with my brother uh, previously when I was working on, you know, getting the all the foundational work of the podcast done. I had shared with him, hey, I'm going to do this podcast. God has spoke to me and told me to do a podcast. And he said, wow, he said, you're really going to impact the world. And when I got this podcast done, my brother was the very first one that I wanted to hear it. And I, the day that Apple picked it up and I saw that, oh, it's out there in podcast world. The very per first person that I thought of was my brother. And I text him at 6.23 p.m. And I said to him, here's my podcast. It just went live and I want you to be the first one to hear it. Well, friends, sadly, he never received that text because at 6 p.m. that very day, my brother entered into the gates of heaven. And I am so happy for him that he entered into the arms of Jesus. But I was devastated. I was devastated. What? How could this happen? How could me complete an assignment for God on the very same day I lost my brother, my only biological sibling, my baby brother at the early age, young age of 43. I was devastated to say the least. My faith was shaken. I was so broken. And in that moment, in those next several hours of such anguish and pain, I had a choice to believe. I had to believe in God's words. I had to believe that he was good or I could choose not to. I had to believe that his words were true for me. But as for you, says the Lord in Genesis 50, 20, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many lives. 
Not long after my brother passed away, I found something that he had written me, and it said, Jeannie, you have overcome great pain and turned it into a positive influence for yourself and others. There is hope if you have faith. There are great wonders that God works around us every day. Sister, you are a fighter and a believer. So don't lose focus. You have a lot of people to help and lives to save. And I'm so proud of you. Those were the words that my brother wrote. Oh, how God knew that I would need those words in this time of devastation. Oh, how God, Holy Spirit, as good as he is, led me to those words when I desperately needed them. He wrote these words at least a few years prior to his passing. But how they came alive to me this time reading them was so prevalent and so such a lifeline to me. And so, friends, I want to say that to you. There is hope if you have faith, just as my brother said to me. There are great wonders all around you that God wants to work in your life and through your life every day. You are a fighter and a believer because God made you one. You are his child, his image bearer. He created you to be a champion and an overcomer, just like his only son, Jesus. So don't lose focus. Believe. Believe. This word believe after my brother passed away was everywhere in my life. And God said, take this word and claim it to your life for the rest of the year and for the whole entire next year. And I began to find this word and see this word everywhere. There were even little decor pieces in my brother's home that I found that had the word believe on there. God wants us to believe. A friend of mine had a dream right around the time that my brother passed away. And she called me up. And she told me, she said, Jeannie, I had this dream about you and I've been holding on to it for a while because I really didn't know what it meant. But in the dream, you were standing on a balcony and you fell. You fell from this really tall balcony and I began to scream your name and I saw you laying down on the ground after you hit the ground and you just laid there and I was screaming out your name and you just laid there and you didn't move. But all of a sudden, you begin to move. Slowly you begin to move and then you begin to get up one foot, the next foot. And then you came all the way back up in an upright position. And she said, I begin to pray over this dream and what this dream meant. And now is the time that I must release it to you, she said. And it was right after my brother's funeral. And she said, Jeannie, God spoke to me about this dream and said, all these things that are happening, the loss of your brother is devastating as, as it is. It has caused you to fall down. You have fallen down. But sister, I need to say to you that you are going to get back up. You're going to get back up. And this suffering is not for nothing. You know, God gave me the strength to speak at my brother's funeral. And that was only through his strength, not my strength. He gave me the strength to slowly get back up. There was a process happening where I was slowly getting back up. I want to say to you today, get back up. Your suffering is not for nothing, and God is going to give you the strength that you need each and every day. He's going to call you. He's going to recommission you. He's going to teach you how to pay it forward. You're going to go forward on mission, and you're going to take all this suffering and this pain. Yes, today we're talking about purpose in the pain, and there's going to be purpose in it. There's going to be a gift in it, not only for you, but for other people all around you. So I need you to focus on this truth right here. I need you to focus on Christ. I need you to focus on eternal things because through those eternal 
things about eternal perspective and through the focus on Christ, he will lead you and guide you every step of the way. He will show you the goodness in the land of the living. You see, when we finally realize our need for healing, then we can courageously take steps forward and trust someone to strategically help us. And when we do this, miracles begin to happen. Not only will you experience healing, but your identity will be restored in this moment. I cannot say that I know exactly what you're going through or what you've been through. I don't know what your painful past or circumstances is, but I can say that I know the one who does, and his name is Jesus, and he comes to present an invitation to you. Come, my child. Do you want to be restored, to be truly healed? Do you want your mirror to reflect an inner beauty that has been missing? Do you want to find freedom and soar into great purpose out of your pain? Are you ready to receive your miracle? Well, if you could answer yes silently to any of those questions, then you have identified a need for God's healing and redemption in your life. This is your appointed time. Oh, what joy. Seek him. Seek him. He bore all my sins, all my griefs, and all my sorrows, and yet there is a full tale yet to be fulfilled. I don't understand it. I simply affirm it. I accept it. That's a quote from Elizabeth Elliot. She's an amazing author and speaker. She's passed on into glory now, but if you've never looked at any of her stuff or read her material, I encourage you to do that. This woman knew all about suffering all too well in her life. She experienced many losses. And there's such beauty that emerges out of her testimonies and her writing and her messages. So I encourage you, if suffering is something, ongoing suffering is something that you've encountered in your life, first, go to the Word of God. He has got a lot of content for you. Good promises, good things that will come from your suffering. But I also encourage you to read some of Elizabeth Elliot's stuff as well. If Christ lives in us, we never suffer alone because when we suffer, he suffers right with us, right along with us. But the truth is, again, remember, there is no transformational work done anywhere without suffering. So it is then that the suffering produces a great reward. Yes, a gift. Isaiah 1, 18 through 19 says, Come now, says the Lord, no matter how deep the stain of your sins, I can remove it. I can make you as clean as freshly fallen snow. Even if you are stained as red as crimson, I can make you as white as wool if you will only obey me and let me help you. Remember, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalms 34, 18. So come now, friends. It's time to embrace the wonder of healing that God has for you. You know, he speaks to you in a whisper. You have to get quiet to hear it. There's a song that I love right now, and it's by Elevation, and it's just called Quiet. It's the strip version. I encourage you to pull that up and listen to it. Sit still in the quiet and let him speak to you. 1 Kings 19.11 says, The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. This is in the story of Elijah. And this is when the Lord appears to Elijah. And the word of the Lord came to him and he said, What are you doing here, Elijah? 
And that's when in verse 11, the Lord sells him. Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. A gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and he went out and he stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Wow, that is so powerful. That voice was whose voice? Oh yes, it was the Lord's voice and it came in a gentle whisper. So you need to get still. You need to get in the quiet and you need to listen for the gentle whisper. You see, Elijah was in a bad place. Elijah wanted to die. It goes up earlier in that chapter in verse 4. It says, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom brush. He sat down under it and he prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. And then he laid down under the bush and he fell asleep. And then the Lord sent an angel that touched him and said, get up and eat. Get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. And he ate and he drank and then he lay down again. And then the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat. For the journey is too much for you. So he got up and he ate and he drank. And he was strengthened by that food. And he went on to travel 40 days and 40 nights. And he went on to accomplish that which the Lord had called him to do. And so friends, Elijah knew what it was like to be at a point in his life where he just wanted to give up. And he was depressed and he just wanted to die. And he asked the Lord to let him die. He understood that. We can relate to that story. Many of us can. That if we've gotten to that point and then the angel of the Lord sends someone, he sends some message, the whisper of the Lord comes and strengthens us. It wasn't by Elijah's strength. It's not by your strength. It's by God's strength that we're able to get back up, that we're able to get back up. Remember my friend's dream that she saw me begin to get back up. You see, the Lord came to me in many whispers. He spoke to me. He strengthened me. He sent people to feed me, to check on me, to make sure I was eating and that I was drinking. He put angels all around me and he spoke whispers time and time again to me to help me get back up. And friends, I want you to position yourself. I want you to take note of the angels that he's putting all around you, the messages of hope and healing that he's putting all around you. Listen for the whispers. The whispers. Position yourself high on the mountain because the Lord is about to pass by. Friends, I hope you have been encouraged today by this message. I pray for you to have a wonderful week. I love you bunches. Remember, live life abundantly. If you like mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group 
where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.